Okay, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Pope, and uh, welcome to Macabre Masters. As always, I'm hanging out with my lovely friends Noah and Original Nick. How y'all doing tonight? Doing absolutely fantastic. Having a great time being back uh, behind the microphone. I actually look forward to it every single week. It's like the only, <laughs> it's like the best part of the week for me. It's the only thing I live for. <laughs> uh, well. I'm 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 doing well. I I really enjoyed this week. I had a lot of fun watching rewatching this film because I don't know, man. It's just it hits different. It's a it's a little bit more lighthearted, and I had fun. Because Hereditary, though, who was a bit of a downer, and <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know. You know, the, it's in there. The um. So before we get into this episode's topic, which is Scream, uh, which should have been given away by the title, um, but uh. I actually want to go ahead and give a little note for what's going on going forward. We're going to swap up. We're going to switch up our subject matter as we go forward. And so we have determined that the next episode after this, episode five, is going to be actually start a little bit of cryptid action. We're going to be talking about Mothman, which is a passion of Noah's. And so we're going to have Noah, who's going to be our resident SME on the subject, subject matter expert. He went and got some research material. And uh, it's going to be great. So... But today we're talking about Scream. So Scream, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, is a um, older, like, 90s-era horror movie that was made by Wes Craven, who was um, known for movies like Nightmare on Elm Street. But the thing about Scream is that it was a parody in a lot of ways. And it was Wes Craven kind of parodying the format that he really was responsible for. <laughs> And so it was like self-parody in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And um, and so with that said, uh, one thing I noticed, and, and uh, I, I want to know what you guys noticed as well, but one thing I noticed is I watched it with Tatiana who hadn't seen it, and she was calling stuff before it actually happened. She's like, oh, that's when the boyfriend mm -hmm. pops in and it has a loud noise for the jump scare. Like she was calling it because the whole movie is nothing but tropes, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny because Wes Craven established most of those tropes. I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I watched it with Sarah. I had it going on in the background. And then she sat down on the couch here. And then she started watching. She's like, oh, I'm so glad you're watching this. Uh, so she started watching it, too. And she was noticing a lot of tropes, too. But she's really into, like, not, like, researching decades, but she's into, like, decade fashion. So she was talking about some of, like, the 90s um you know aesthetic and stuff so that's what she was noticing she was like her the her uh you know her bimbo best friend i put it in quotes if you listen to the audio uh, only version like her nipples are always showing i don't know if you noticed that but even though she has like really big boobs and would probably have to have a push-up bra for support her nipples are always showing so they're like she probably had to have something there and i was like I was like, yeah, I guess. And she's like, yeah, in the 90s, apparently, that was like a big thing, just having your nipples showing all the time. And I was like, oh, my God. Rose McGowan's nipples should have been credited in the credits. <laughs> they were constantly there. They happened to be on screen every time e she each, was on. Each left, one left, one right, you know? <laughs> Give yeah, a credit to each left, one. Uh, left nipple played Thelma by herself. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, honestly, Rose McGowan's a great actress, but – uh, I, I honestly, I have a list of like Hollywood actresses and, and porn actresses that were ruined <laughs> the moment they started dating Marilyn Manson. So oh. it's just like, sorry, you if you've been Manson, like it's just not interested. I mean, honestly, so Rose McGowan did date Marilyn Manson as far as I remember. 
And so basically, her nipples hold no appeal to me. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I mean, I, guys, have you seen Marilyn Manson? I mean, he's like seriously the ugliest motherfucker to ever walked this earth. He's scarier than um, any of the movies we've watched this thus far combined. I can't say Thank anything. Sarah, Sarah loves uh, Marilyn Manson music, so... I'm not talking shit on his music. He's got oh. great music. I don't know. She thinks she's she thinks she's all right. I don't know. Um, he's got some great songs. Although he actually did just catch a case for like um, like beating up women and stuff like oh. that. So morally, he needs work. Ooh. Um, really, you can't tell but, uh, by looking at him. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, that's not fair though. A lot that, of that, people look that like that weird might be creepers. that might that that's a little unjust. I look weird, and I don't. Beat yeah, me. it is because Marilyn Manson does not look like a wife beater. He looks like yeah. a pedophile. So, um, with that said, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. just like just I'm like how, just like how we did that one episode. He looks like his, of, his moral high ground is pretty pretty low. Just like we did that one episode of uh, Beetlecaster was like, uh, with apologies to uh, Kurt Cobain, <laughs> but not yeah. uh, Fred Dur- or was it Fred Durst? talking <laughs> with respects to uh, whatever uh, her name I don't was, remember. but not <laughs> but not Marilyn Manson, but not this other person. <laughs> yeah, I remember with that regards. episode. That was a fun one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the, uh, one of the cool things about Scream, I thought I, uh, something really meta that I found interesting was that Wes Craven's horror movies tend to suffer from a really big problem that I think we all noticed in the Nightmare on Elm Street situation, which is actually sequelitis, mm-hmm. where it basically would be a great, just one movie Scream at the end of it was done. Yeah. It was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was wonderful, but then what do they do? Scream There's two. four of them. Yes, and the last one came out in 2011. And it's like, Dang. why? Why do we need four Scream movies? It was Matthew Lillard and the other guy. What was the other movies about? Copycats or something like that? The like, second one was about about sequels. That nerdy guy was like, because, you know, he died. He got oh, killed. Jamie, Jamie Kennedy? Yeah, and he was like, he recorded it because he knew he was going to die or something. He's like, here's the rules for movie sequels. The third one, well, I forget. The third one was just like, oh, the third one had uh, Sabretooth in it. The guy who was framed Lee in the Schreiber. first one. Yeah, Lee Schreiber. He was uh, framed he was in the it. first one, but he's in the he third one. He was the actor. He was the actor in that Cotton. movie. Yeah. And then. He just, but he just showed up. The fourth <laughs> one is. The fourth one is like her, her kid or uh, niece or something. Then they had a Scream TV show, and I did not watch the TV show, so I have no idea. Um, and then they had the Scream Kids TV show, The Real Ghost Face. Are you messing with me? Because I totally believe that to be true. If that was totally lying, that did not happen. I was like, wait, that kind of makes sense. They make... it's, it's it's Ghost Face. He just hits it. He sits in his he sits in his like shack, you know, and he waits for calls. And then he's like, we got one. And then he like goes and up in the murders. clubhouse, up in the treehouse. It's like it's like there's it's like it's like. Ghostface, there's a teenage girl having sex on third thirty first Street. I'll be there in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all show up. Freddie, Freddie, Jason, and Ghostface are all there. Like, did you get the call too? Yeah, I got it first. They have to rock paper scissors over who gets who gets to kill them. <laughs> they got a combat knife Jason, machetes. You always fucking bogart. You always bogart my victims. I'm not putting up with this. Jason's like. Uh, he's like, okay, all right, all right, all right, bro. I'm... You make a compelling uh, argument, Mr. Voorhees. <laughs> all right, you make a big argument. I can't do the voice. That's, Mo- um, that's Mojo Jojo was the voice of the voice. Uh, Mojo Jojo. Yeah. I, the I um, like, 
It was actually really funny in the beginning of Scream with the Drew Barrymore part. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you guys haven't noticed it, um, this is a complete spoiler thing. We always spoil. This movie's been out since 96. like your mom was <laughs> fucking still hadn't got to second base yet. Okay, so like seriously, chill out. Okay, it's spoilers. So the thing is, or at least my mom. I mean, I, how I know that? Don't ask. Look, <laughs> I'm from the south. We're weird. Okay. Anyway, um. No, I'm kidding. Um, so with that said, the uh, I, I really like the part where he's like, he's like, I'm going to ask you some questions. And if you get them wrong, you die. And so the first question is obviously super easy, mm-hmm. Michael Myers. But then the second question was actually a trick question, yeah. which was, who is the killer in Friday the 13th? Yeah. And so I was like, dude, Jason's mom yeah. is Jason's mom. She's like, Jason. I was like, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, you're dead. Of course, yep. you probably would have killed her. Trick question. Yourself. Uh, trick question. Pamela. Um, so um, I think that, uh, I mean, but so, that was such a cool ass. I mean, there was like, the thing is, is if you're a horror fan, mm-hmm. like there was a lot there for you. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was not, I. you can tell that it wasn't really meant to be like a scary thing. If it was meant to be scary, you wouldn't have like derpy ass fucking Dewey. <laughs> who Every time I yes. see him, oh. by the way, I think about the vacuum in scary movie. Mom, I told you not to interrupt me while I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, he's a derpy. Uh, interesting fact is Courtney Love and David Arquette actually were married. Yeah. Um, they got married. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I like Dewey. Chemistry. I thought Dewey was such a sweet guy. He's he was a like goo. my favorite character. <laughs> he's, he's and so then s- they, they stab him in the back, and I'm like, oh, he's dead. But I've seen the movie already, so I was like, I, wait, hold on. I don't think he's dead. And then he wasn't dead. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that and Dewey's he's not dead. He's movie. he's my favorite. His his little mustache. <laughs> they do a lot of fake out deaths in that. Yeah. Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing. It's um, like it's such a trope in in horror movies to have the fake out death. You know, they even call it at the end. It's like this is the moment where the killer comes back to life for one final scare, and then she shoots him. Yeah. In the head. <laughs> There's. I think. Not in my movie. I think I like how um, they did. They uh, they went back on a trope because usually it's. Uh, it's always one killer, you know. You always had just uh, mm-hmm. one Jason, one Pamela Voorhees, one uh, Freddy, but this one it was two, and they they always were like, as soon as they would kill someone, the other one was there to make sure, like, oh, it's not me. And then the and like, it was the boyfriend and uh, Matthew Lillard. So <laughs> I forget yeah. the boyfriend's actor's name, um, but yeah, they would His always name is be Skeet like, something or other. <laughs> I remember because I, I was watching the credits. I was like, that dude's name is Skeet. Yeah, his first name is Skeet. Well, we just named name it after what happened, and then he, he happened. You know, we, I skeeted, and then he was Skeet. Oh, my gosh. You know? Um, so that actually, I had seen the movie a long time ago, and when I rewatched it, the boyfriend thing, actually, I'm not going to lie, it got me. Like, at t- I was totally taken in by it. Like, I had no, I was like, I remembered Matthew Lillard was a killer. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so it's Matthew Lillard. Cool. And then when he was like, he was like corn syrup. I was like, oh, uh. I didn't think this movie could surprise me, but here we are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, like, um, they definitely frame it in such a way where you definitely think it's him, and then you're not sure, and then you think it is again, and, it, like, it flip-flops back and forth, and you're like, yeah. well... Cause I, I don't I don't remember the last time I watched it. it was probably like a year or two ago, uh, so it's been a little bit. And like I remember that Matthew Lillard was the killer, but I couldn't remember who the other one was. I was like, it's either the boyfriend or the uh, the movie nerd, and I couldn't remember. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a boyfriend. Yeah, it's a boyfriend. 
Because like the well, I mean, the funny part is, is creepy the entire movie. He's, he's yeah, kind of a creeper. Yeah, dude, he's you such know? a weird guy. After the after he they is, have like, yeah after the sex scene, he's like, you still think I'm the killer? What he's do I like have hella to prove? Suspicious. Yeah, he's like, what do I have to prove? And then that's when like that's how they like played it off. Like they're like, oh, she just had sex with him, but she still thinks he's the killer. Uh, but then Matthew Lillard comes in. And <laughs> it like it plays on a lot of like common horror movie tropes, but it also kind of like turns it puts on a, its head yeah, too because it makes you him. think that it's him but then it's not but then you think it is because like oh maybe it is him because they're making it seem like it is but they're also making it seem like it but they would yeah. want me to believe that it isn't and it's just yeah. like they they play a mind game with you and it's actually it turns out really well one of the things that i actually really, really appreciate about the movie is that like it wasn't just oh no slasher guy kills bad guy like there was more to it like with her mom and stuff yeah like, the whole storyline yeah. and it was actually like i don't know that was that was a it was touching, you know, and I was because, I mean, in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's very cut and dry. It's there's a paranormal dude from another dimension trying to kill people and his knives hands. And that's it. There's really not much to it. Um, but, yeah, it was like surprisingly it had some depth to it. And it kind of I think that's part of the reason why it has maintained the kind of status that it has in, in pop culture, because it's like it's actually a good movie despite yeah. playing on all the tropes, you know. But I think it, it like um, it like harkened back to the first Friday the Thirteenth where it's it's kind of like a who done it you know mm-hmm. um, with the first one these, uh, with uh, Friday the Thirteenth all these teens are dying it's like wow who's doing it um, same thing with um, same thing with that uh, with uh, Scream is it's like who done it it can't be the boyfriend and why what was the motive and each of them had a motive uh, each death had a motive I think. Uh, from, they, they like even explain it at the end where they're doing that uh, stereotypical like what was it, the Incredibles was saying they, they they started monologuing so uh, that's whenever like Matthew Lillard goes from really good yeah, actor to really bad to really good to really bad again when he's like, I'm dying man I'm like wow he's really good then he's really bad <laughs> yeah it does kind of flip flop a really little bit are you really gonna call the cops my parents are gonna be so mad see that's the funny part uh, I'm dying <laughs> I feel like it's just like a totally real thing for like a teenager to say, like they realize that yeah. they really, they do, they done it now. Like they didn't quite realize the implications of their actions, even yeah. though, you know, you're literally murdering people, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, this is just, this shit's real. It's not just something that you're doing for fun. And then they're like, he's a kid, you know, he's like 16, 17. He's like, oh, yeah. my parents are going to kill me. My parents are going to kill me. <laughs> One thing that I think was actually really well done and it's kind of piggyback on what Noah was talking about earlier was the fact that, in a lot of ways, the specter of um, Sid's mom hangs over the entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, as the audience, you don't know a lot about the situation, and it gets revealed over time. Okay, mm-hmm. she had a mom that died. Oh, her mom was considered a whore. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy, Cotton, is in prison, like, for it. Um, but the thing is, is psychologically, it actually played very much into the overall plot, being that in the beginning, you think that Sid is... I don't want to say a prude, because, like, that's kind of how she's played, because it's a horror movie, but honestly, yeah. a teenage girl that's not comfortable having sex yet is perfectly natural and perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, is that it's kind of played th- that she's a prude, and so you kind of buy into it, and you're like, okay, she's a prude, <laughs> and her creepy boyfriend just wants to hit it, which makes sense, because <laughs> she's really pretty. Fair enough. Um, but the thing is, is that over time, it actually reveals that two things. 
The first one is that her unwillingness to have sex is due to trauma. Mm-hmm. Her mother was raped and murdered. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is that um, that her boyfriend is completely insensitive yeah. to the psychological trauma that she's endured due to mm-hmm. the death of her mother. And whether he was the killer or not, by about halfway through the movie, you can conclude at the very least that he's a very, very terrible boyfriend and a mm-hmm. bad person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a very selfish person. But even that's got a stream of realism, too, because as somebody who was once a teenage boy <laughs> and uh, hanging out with two other once was teenage boys, the thing is, is that I think teenage boys in general tend to be very selfish. Oh, yeah. And, very, oh, yeah. and I know I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a total asshole. And so I get it. You know what I mean? And as an adult, I can look back on it and feel a little bit of shame for how I acted. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, oh you yeah, know. it's 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 not cool. <laughs> not um, at all. Not so at all. I mean, he played it very well. He played that kind of selfish teenage boy uh, angle very very well. Because I think I think the problem with teenage boys, and I say this with love to all teenage boys out there, including myself when I was young, is that teenage boys can only think about ten seconds ahead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they can't think any further than that. They're just stupid. So they, <laughs> um, but I I I appreciate that because. As Noah was saying, even while this movie played on tropes and you could predict almost every step of the movie before it happened, it also like really did have heart. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's really where it came from, where that goodness of it came from. Um, in some ways, it's the exploration of the psychological trauma that a victim goes through, um, the family of a victim goes through, and then especially when the trauma is reintroduced. So... And then the guilt of falsely imprisoning somebody, yeah. mm-hmm. for example. You know what I mean? Like, this girl's dealing with all of this stuff. The last thing on her mind is sex. And mm-hmm. I think the one shocking thing about it is that she eventually caves and has sex with the dude. I think in real life, that probably wouldn't have happened. Um, but it had to happen in order, obviously, to justify them killing you because they're copycat killers, essentially going off standard serial killer tropes. Well, maybe. I don't know. Because they, I mean, he obviously killed Jamie Kennedy, and Jamie Kennedy was a virgin. So, or they attempted to. So maybe I'm wrong about that. But I don't know. I think that's the one place where they stumbled was having mm-hmm. her have sex with him. He was obviously a bad person. He was obviously a creeper. And she was obviously traumatized. And I, whether I feel she like enjoyed it or not is highly debatable. She, I, I feel like it was kind of like she felt manipulated by him, sort of, you know, because he was all like, on her case about because they had the conversation in school and he kind of yelled at her for being, you know, selfish about that. And then she and then like when they were pre coitus, he she apologized to him for for her being selfish. You know, she was like, you know, I've been selfish. I have I've taken too long to process it. It's like like I don't know, I'm not going to call her a bitch, but it's like, girl, like you. It doesn't matter how long it, the trauma has been. If you're not over, it, you're not over it. You need time to process it, you know, and it's just like he sort of manipulated her and kind of made her feel bad into you know making love which is not cool mm. just any oh i'm sorry hit my mic uh <laughs> not not a cool thing to do just psa please don't manipulate anybody into into <laughs> loving you because that is yeah that's not the way to go <laughs> absolutely not the way to it's go. it's also not the way for a lasting relationship no, <laughs> um, no if you not. want it to I, last i would argue that it she might have I've, I've i'm not gonna say i know a ton of girls like this but um I do know girls that have been 
in those kinds of relationships, I was the opposite. I was a nice guy, but not the super awful nice guy. Like, I'd be sad whenever they would date another guy or whatever. <laughs> not a nice guy anymore. Um, but, like, uh, the school I went to, yeah, I would Nick, know. Yeah, Nick, you kind of suck. You know, I totally watched Scream and took notes because that I dude saw... obviously has it together. That guy totally. Pussy crew. <laughs> hashtag getting laid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> obviously I... kidding. Anyway, go for it. I, some of the girls in high school that I would go to, you know, I was always the guy on the side or whatever. Uh, that's beside the point. But they would um, they would have these really douchey boyfriends. And they were obviously bad people, obviously using them. But they would still, you know, you know, they would tell me they like I'd have sex with them or I would, you know, do things for them. But they would never do anything back. Um, I'm not going to say that's like a super, you know cool thing to do or super common i'm not sure how common it is anymore um uh with this generation i'm not sure if uh girls are into douchebags anymore i'm not sure um but at I'm least sure being into douchebags is as old as time itself like, <laughs> yeah but I, it's... I went to a country school so like maybe that's where like my expertise comes in is <laughs> no, going I feel to like a, a pretty going to it a seems country like a pretty school, widespread going to a country school where like these guys will absolutely ignore their girls go have sex with other girls but they would still be like i still want to give him the world i think that she might have like if they're supposed to be like 16 17 in the movie then i think she possibly would have it's somewhat realistic to me um i'm not gonna say it was super ultra realistic or anything like that i i've been out of high school for a long time as well so (laughs) i've been out of high school for like not an expert at, <laughs> not anymore. I'm like, I've been out of high school for eight years at this point. Damn, dude. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> You're making me feel young. <laughs> I'm just Bro, where's my I've been out of the army for 10 years. So if that yeah. gives you any. I graduated any in 2014. <laughs> class in 2014. I graduated two years later. Ooh, wow. Oh, God, I'm old. <laughs> Guys. Don't you see the gray in my beard? I was nine um, in 2007. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually stopped by your house. I was like, yo, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Noah's family. Um, I'm going to totally make a podcast with them in a few years. I know it's creepy right now. I Listen, I'm not Marilyn Manson, okay? Um, if I was, I'd be much more rich. Um, no, the, uh, the yeah, I it's it's... It's it's fine though. The reason I get I get away with it is because of my my youthful energy. Um, but with that said, um, I don't know why I've never understood the psychology behind love and mm. dating, and that actually applies also to males and females as well. Because, um, like a lot of guys, you know, when I was growing up, kind of went for they kind of so. I think when you're young, you are spending a lot of time figuring out what's not right for you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you find guys that uh, – you find women that kind of go for douchebags, and you find guys that kind of go for girls that are a little bit more loose. And I don't use that – I'm only using that term just to get a point across. I don't think that uh, – I generally don't actually think that the word slut or anything like that should even be in the English language. I think, I think women who enjoy having sex should go have as much sex as they want. Like, it's – it's you have one life if that's what you want to do then you should go do it um but i think that like with the those guys find like women like that with the intention of not ever dating them or marrying them just kind of just trying to 
accomplish once again 10 seconds in the future a short-term goal and um and so really a lot of the teenage years is really just dating the completely wrong people and then over time figuring it out the tragedy is when people don't figure it out Mm -hmm. and so you see the 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 really nice girl who dated the douchebag in high school and then they get married and then they have children and i know women like that they Mm -hmm. got that had children and then later got divorced because the dude beating the crap out of her or whatever else mm. and um it's a really complex thing i do like that scream touches on that yeah, i mm-hmm. do think that it's very interesting it is very very dead obvious that he is not the right person <laughs> oh yeah um but it's also dead obvious that jamie kennedy who also had a crush on her was also not the right person yeah although yeah, he mm-hmm. probably would have been better and matthew lillard was also <laughs> not the right person in fact i don't think that i think if there was anybody in that movie that made sense for Neve Campbell to date, it would actually have been Dewey. Hmm. Um, yeah, her best totally friend's brother. Sweet, sensitive guy. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, the sweetest guy. Know? Love that man. Yeah. <laughs> I would marry and that so, man. And so, like, <laughs> I mean, what, wouldn't all, I mean, I, I, I think, I, I mean, I would. The mustache I alone like sells it. I mean, I'm you, so jealous you, of Courtney Cox. You feel man. safe. You feel safe in the 90s <laughs> with the cop feel protected. <laughs> What's David Arquette even up to these days? I haven't seen him in anything in I don't a know. very long time. I don't think I've seen any of those actors in anything lately. But I don't I don't get to go out and watch movies anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, there were a lot, except no, for the, the freaking uh, Happy Days guy, whatever his name is. Uh, Henry oh, Winkler. Winkler. He died. Winkler. Henry Winkler? Winkler? Henry Winkler. He didn't die, did he? Wink, yeah, dude, Winkler's been dead for years. What? No way. <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's true. So was Wes Craven. Was in, Wes Craven. He was in Arrested Development. Like, what? Like, eight, six, five? No, like four or five years ago. All right, we're googling it. I could be wrong. <laughs> he was the he's the he's the lawyer in Arrested Development. He's the funniest dude ever. He is very funny. He was funny uh, in this movie oh, too. Oh, he. It, he isn't dead. I was wrong. Oh, I thought so. I was like, "There's no way." Wes Craven. Like maybe there. Wes Craven Maybe it was away. a rumor. Oh, oh Mandela my, yeah, Effect. Wes Craven did. What, Mandela Effect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, in my universe. Maybe there was a rumor of some sort. I could have sworn he was dead. <laughs> um, I even told wife. I was like, yeah, he's dead. Um, so I'm going to have to correct myself when I go upstairs. He's probably pretty um, old. <laughs> well, all respect to Mr. Winkler. Um, all I got to say to you, my good sir, is that water sucks. Gatorade is, in fact, better. <laughs> um, <laughs> water sucks. It really, really sucks. Gatorade. So, what did you guys? What was you guys' What was you guys' favorite scene from Scream? Hmm. Well, I, I, I identify with the nerd boy. Uh, whenever he's like. I don't know why I like the scene when he's like, you don't know the rules? I think he's kind of a, a douchebag, though, too, talking during a movie. But he's like, you don't know the rules? We're pausing this right now. And everyone's like, He pauses oh, the movie to, t- to tell everybody the rules. I'd have been so upset. I'd be like, bro, play the movie, please. <laughs> Sit down. But Jamie, look behind you, Jamie. Jamie. Which is funny because his real name is Jamie. Jamie, look behind you. Yeah. Jamie Kennedy. Look behind you, Jamie. He's not even, like, he's not even so paying meta. attention to his own rules. I, I don't know why. That's, that's probably... That's my iconic scene. That's the one that I keep thinking about. I, I also do like how like Drew Barrymore, she was like a high paid actress at this point, and you're like, she takes over the whole front cover and all the new stuff. Like any like anytime you watch it, um, 
even like I have over here, I have the DVD collection of the four, the, the all four or three or three of them. Then the fourth one, Drew Barrymore is like right in front, and it's like she's in it for like ten minutes <laughs> out of a two-hour movie. I mean, she's she like, kills she's it the for those open. ten minutes. Yeah, she does. She like. <laughs> She really subscribed to the premise. Like mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I was impressed. I was really impressed because Drew Barrymore, obviously at the time, was one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and um, like I was so impressed with her performance. Like I was like, dude, she like really bought into this. <laughs> like, way to go, Drew Barrymore. She just kicked ass. Um, but she was a cold open. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's essentially what it came down to. Yeah, was just a cold open. It was kind of like Wes Craven just saying like, yeah. I could call it Drew Barrymore and have her get murdered in the first 10 minutes of my movie. So what? He's like, watch me. (laughs) Watch me do it right now. I'm going to do it. She's going to be hanging from a tree. It's going to be weird. Um, Although in the the age of the internet, that's probably somebody's exact fantasy. So you're welcome, John. You're welcome, Brian Warner. Um, (laughs) uh, Brian Warner being the real name of Marilyn Manson. So I'm just going to, I'm riding Marilyn Manson this entire episode. Um, (laughs) The, uh, yeah, so, uh, okay, all right, so Drew Barrymore, what else? I I particularly liked the bit with the delay on the camera. I thought that was really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, such an obvious horror movie-like thing, but I don't can't say I have seen it in a horror movie prior to that. But the, that, that whole thing is brilliant because, like, you don't think about it too much, but you know it's going to come up later. Like, they're like, oh, it's a 30-second delay, like, I know yeah. something about that's going to happen. And so then you then it's on the 30 second delay and then Ghostface comes and slices the slices and dices up the uh the TV newsman. But that whole scene where like they're waiting to see what happens is pretty good. I really like that. Yeah. I I was I was like, "Wow, this is really clever. I like this." And I don't know, I just I really liked how they handled a lot of the stuff in the movie, just the whole thing in general. I forgot how much like how enjoyable it is to watch cuz like not only does it make fun of stuff, but it's also like fun to watch cuz it surprises yeah. you sometimes. Um, that's the, honestly the whole ending was great. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the whole finale is just really good. You know, from, just them. Oh yeah. I was going to no, say, from, but, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> My bad. No, you're good. Just like the whole monologue that, uh, Matthew Lillard and the, uh, the evil boyfriend have between each other and they're stabbing each other. And Matthew Lillard's freaking out. He's like, I think I'm dying, man. Like <laughs> it's just really funny, but also like, uh, yeah, that seems like how would, that, that seems pretty realistic about how it would go down. You know they're they're it's they're coming to grips with everything that's going on, uh, but sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I think from watching Nightmare on Elm Street and watching Scream, Wes Craven is really good about the concept. I think it's isn't it Chekhov's gun? Like if you have a gun hanging on the wall, and you show it, you better use it. I think Wes Craven's a, a pretty good master about that. If he shows something to you on camera, it's gonna either come up later or he's gonna implement it in some way, and you're like, whoa. So I think he's pretty good about that. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything where he's just chilling around doing nothing. You know a good part that actually illustrates that perfectly? What's that? When 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 uh when jerk boyfriend comes up, can somebody Google his name? I'd really it's like Billy <laughs> or something. It's like Chad or something like or like Ch- like Chad. maybe like maybe Trevor or not Trevor. <laughs> Trevor's not a douche name. Uh like uh Tyler. You know, maybe it's like Tyler or something. <laughs> Um, when, when Chad Billy. comes over, Billy, it is Billy. It's Billy. Billy. <laughs> okay. It's Billy. All right. So when Billy comes over and in the beginning and her dad tries to walk into the door, into the door, but the closet door yeah. locks it off. Yeah. And so he can't get into the room. 
And then later on, she actually uses the same trick on Ghostface to keep him out. Yeah. Like, that was a really clever callback. And Tatiana, like, I, I was like, dude, dude, they did that. Dude, like, that was really cool. Like, her dad <laughs> walking in like that saved her life. Um, you know what's something? That's pretty cool. What's something a little more subtle, which I thought was what you were going to say, is that when uh, when he, when the dad comes in, Billy just straight up disappears. Like, real quick. He just finds a place to hide real quick. And he's one of the killers. And that's totally something a killer would do. But you don't yeah. even think about it. He just finds a place to hide like mega quick, but <laughs> he's like a ninja dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I didn't catch that. I, I didn't even think about that. Um, I just I, I just I've made the connection. Been in a situation like that, so I don't know. I've never had a dad walk in, but um, <laughs> the uh, I, maybe I'm sheltered. I don't know. Uh, but th- I mean, there were a lot of those really cool callbacks. But I do want to divert the conversation a little bit to something that's really important to me about this movie. And that is the genius of Matthew Lillard. Can we please talk <laughs> yeah. about Matthew freaking Lillard, who I don't know why he's not really doing much anymore. He's so freaking good. I mean, have you seen this guy in SLC Punk? Like, No. He was, in, he was in Twin Peaks for a little bit. The only thing Peaks I've the seen. Return. <laughs> I've only seen him in Scooby-Doo 1 and Scooby-Doo. 2. And I knew you were going to say Scooby-Doo. That's all I've seen. Broke. I think I've seen SLC him in like Punk, I've seen him in one L- I think I've seen him in one other thing, and I don't remember. Oh, uh, Thirteen Ghosts. Okay, Thirteen Ghosts. Yes, there he was go. great in Thirteen Ghosts. There you go. <laughs> he was he was he was so good in Scream. Like he was. Yeah. I I honestly feel like Matthew Lillard and Scream did not have a script. I think they were just like <laughs> the in the script it says Billy says, you know, <laughs> you, you the killer always has a motive, and then or you always expect the killer to have a motive. And then underneath it, it says Matthew Lillard. And then it just says, is Matthew Lillard. <laughs> and then, like, he just goes off and he's just, like, talking and spitting everywhere. He's like, yeah, man, we killed him, man. It got to come back for the sequel, man. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, this guy is amazing. That's the best part of Scream is they all just really bought into the yeah. premise, like, so hard. Yeah. Like, Even though it's so corny. None of the actors, like, phoned it in, which they, I thought yeah, was really no. great. Yeah. Like, they all gave their, their 100%. And that's, yeah. like, part of the reason is why you have so much fun is because you can tell that everyone who was attached to the project really wanted to be a part of it, you know? And they were mm-hmm. having fun. Yeah. You know? I think another callback to uh, the previous episodes, the first and second episode we talked about, is Anchors. Um for this kind of movie, I actually like that it's that there are a ton of anchors grounding oh, yeah. me in. Because, like, for if it was really scary, I wouldn't want to see Henry Winkler running around or <laughs> definitely not Matthew Lillard running around. Um, just like we were talking about with uh, Hereditary, there, there are no anchors, really, um, until after they became famous from the movie. And with The Ring, you have a few here and there. But this one is, like, Anchor City. Like, Courtney Cox, Matthew it is Lillard, all, it is all uh, Henry Winkler. <laughs> It was good though. They all they all went into it and they all gave it their hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I, I love think... that Henry Winkler when he was going into his office, he just kept <laughs> looking in the mirrors <sighs> and jumping. Dude, like... that was such a derpy like scene. Like he's just like he's just like he's like walking. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we take a second to like? I know it's like super tropey, but the killers are real people. They're not like paranormal demons yeah. from another dimension. Like yeah. the killers, killers are just high school boys and so yeah. like when they were knocking on his door 
and he looked down like both down the hallway. It's like, there's no way they would have disappeared that quick. There's no way, even <laughs> if there's two of them, there's absolutely no way. So like, there were some things that were kind of ridiculous, but I mean, the whole movie was ridiculous, but like, yeah, <laughs> you know, some of, some of the things like how he got around so quick or how he was able to be in so many places, um, very quickly. Um, it makes sense as once it's revealed that it's two guys, but like, you know, it's also not super realistic at, in some points, but I don't know. It kind of makes the movie fun because it doesn't really matter that much because yeah. you're not taking it too seriously. But I agree about the anchor thing. I think the anchor thing kind of makes it more fun because, you know, it's, it's funny to see these people who you recognize who are definitely big stars in the nineties, um, you know, get butchered and <laughs> goof around. And I don't know. It's just, it's funny because you're not supposed to take the movie seriously. And that's probably why they got the star power because they know that, yeah. you know, you're not going to take it seriously anyway. They made a movie like that recently. There was the zombie movie. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was made recently. It had like Kylo Ren in it and a few other people. Oh, and it was I don't know. a star studded cast. I thought I was going to know uh, what you're talking like about. They live or yeah, something. Um, it was released recently. Oh, uh, but, um, oh, no. no, there's another one that just came out. It was a uh, army of the dead came out. And that also has a few no, stars. That's a, different. Army of the dead. It was, it was like almost like a Shaun of the Dead type thing, but the gimmick Ooh, of it Shaun was that it had, it had like basically everybody who was anybody mm-hmm. was was in that movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's the thing that's been happening lately. I think Disney kind of set it off. Like, it means something to be in an MCU movie, so now everyone's doing all these big star-studded ensemble casts. So I think that's what I did like about Hereditary was like having a break from like. Hey, that's someone I know. That's so cool. They're in the movie. I was like, man, I don't know these people. I think that's I kind of like that about Hereditary. It's it's hard to come across a movie nowadays where you don't recognize one or two of the people who are in the movie. You don't recognize yeah. some of the main people, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a lower budget horror movie. I watched, uh, not of my own will, but I watched um, that movie. Oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Escape Room. Not the second oh, one, but the first one when oh, it came okay. out. And yeah. I don't remember if there were any major stars in there. And it was, I mean, A, it was bad. But B, it's like <laughs> that th- those horror movies are just the only ones you see that even are remotely going to have people who you don't recognize. Yeah. Because it, it, it plays into that factor of like the anchor. And if you recognize somebody from it, then it's not going to be as believable, especially yeah. if it's a bad movie you know already. <laughs> Tatiana actually, truthfully, like, uh, we watched The Witch the other night. Um, she just really wanted to see it. Obviously, it wasn't for the podcast because we're not planning a witch episode right now. But um, Tatiana really wanted to watch it. And I told you guys a million times, I'm a weenie. And so I was kind of like, I don't want to watch this movie. I'm cool on this. I, I'll watch them for Macabre Masters. But beyond that, can we watch a regular show? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, uh, she was like let's, let's watch The Witch, please. And so... I watched it, and so we were right before the movie was starting. It showed the main character, which was a blonde girl, and she was like, oh, yeah, she's going to be Princess Peach in the new Mario movie. Um, and oh. I didn't have an anchor going into it, yeah. and boom, had an anchor. That's wow. Princess Peach. She's in The Queen's um, Gambit. And so, Anya Taylor-Joy. I've never seen The Queen's mm. Gambit. Oh. No, I've never seen it. Pretty so solid. I don't know. Um, that was a, by the way, The Witch was a fun movie, um, the, especially if the, you're Vavich, curious about The Vavitch, the 2V Witch? Me and Nick and a buddy, yeah. when, we, when we were at school together, we watched oh, yeah. <laughs> a good majority of it, but then turned it off because it was so boring. I thought we finished it. 
I think you know did what we finish it? About? I think so. At the end, it was like the, the goat. Was it right? The goat was had yeah, the devil it was the in it. See, at the, it. I don't it know. Really I don't know if I ever finished it. Oh, maybe I finished Satan's it later. Like, do you want to live deliciously? So <laughs> maybe we, it was maybe hard we to could... understand. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it to... really, it was really slow. And I think that's. I, I would want to give it another watch. Have you seen? This is a bit of a tangent, but have you seen? I don't the... know, bro, dude. In the first ten minutes of that movie, a baby got turned into toothpaste. Okay, like a literal baby got turned into literal mulch. <laughs> Like I just, I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been like like four years in my defense. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The what happens is we looked into it, and the witch was um actually grounding the baby up for flying ointment, and so that's why after the scene with the baby where she grounds the baby up, um, it uh, shows her like kind of like floating into the thing because it was flying ointment Mm. to make it from babies. So for uh, any of our friends out there in Macabre Masterland who want to learn how to fly, apparently brutally murdering babies is the way I shouldn't say that. Oh, my gosh. It's not a (laughs) how-to. Totally kidding. That was a joke, guys. I'm just making it. It's from a movie. But, no, you were going to say something. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no, you're good. I was just going to have a bit of a tangent. The guy who made that film made The Lighthouse uh, with. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. uh, I've heard. I haven't watched. Oh my gosh! Either. I forgot Willem their names. Defoe Willem Dafoe and, and uh, Robert Pattinson. That's yeah. the one. Those that they. It was so good. They they did a fantastic job in that movie. I have absolutely no idea what the whole point of that movie was, but it was it was <laughs> very entertaining. <laughs> I actually made no can sense. Help you there. Really interesting. It was, though. Um, I haven't watched it, but <laughs> if you go back and rewatch it after I tell you this, it'll uh, the movie will make a lot more sense. But the movie is actually uh, based on Prometheus, um, based yes. on the myth of Prometheus. Like the Greek. So Prometheus was was the great god who created, helped create humanity, and then got chained to a rock, after uh, giving humans fire. Zeus uh, explicitly forbidden Prometheus from teaching us about fire, and Prometheus did anyway. And so, um, part of his punishment is uh, that he gets, if I remember correctly birds maybe eagles but i think the interpretation depends on the situation eat his liver every single day as he's chained to the rock and then they go away and the liver grows back and they come back and eat Mm. it every single day um for doing that for betraying zeus Hmm. so the lighthouse was a kind of a a loosely modern take on the idea of a promethean tale Hmm. So um, the fire being the actual lighthouse itself. Mm -hmm. And then that's why at the end, um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the lighthouse, at the end he's getting eaten essentially by birds Mm -hmm. and he's enjoying it. Um, That's uh, which also came up in the witch as well uh, with the crows eating at her uh, breast when she was having the hallucination that Mm -hmm. it was her children. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's what the lighthouse was. Go go back and rewatch it. It makes a lot of sense after you understand hmm. the context of it. Hmm. They don't really give you that many hints in the movie itself, though. Me and my honestly. buddies watched it in theaters, and the they're both they're brothers, and the one who I'm closer with in age. Um, m- me and him were like, uh, "That was weird." <laughs> and then the older one, who's more into movies, he was like, "Dude, that was super interesting." He like read all this stuff about it, and he was like, "It makes sense," because both are like. Uh huh. I don't know if I want to watch it again because it made no <laughs> sense. But I don't know. I'm interested because it was really well done. That's the thing. It was like I, I really liked the production value, and I, 
It was up for an Academy Award. It was up for... Did it win? I think it might have won, like, production design or something like that, but I'm not sure. Or I think it was it was definitely up for cinematography. It was up for production design. It might have been up... I don't think... It was up for Best Picture, but it obviously didn't win that. I don't remember what won that year. I don't remember what year that was, to be honest. Well, it might have been the same year with Parasite. I'm not sure. Ooh. I don't remember. Anyways... Yeah. Either way, it was a rock solid movie. It's hmm. very good. So um, I I don't know. I tend to like weird movies like that as long as uh, as long as they're not too scary. <laughs> it's hard that to one like. Wasn't scary. That one was just fun. It's hard for me just personally to watch a movie and like if it's not explicit enough about like the themes and stuff. And after if I have to look stuff uh, stuff up afterwards, and I'm not gonna like it as much because it's like you should have explained it all in the movie, in my opinion. But that's just me. So, well, I think it's like to sticking with the lighthouse thing. Like, I think that, I think that the a very good portion of people um, know the story of Prometheus and probably could see the correlation. Um, I didn't know the story of Prometheus when I saw that movie. I got into Greek mythology later thanks to um, Stephen Fry's books on Greek mythology, mm-hmm. uh, Mythos, Heroes, and Troy. But um, the uh, so once I understood the Promethean story and what happened with Prometheus, the movie just made a lot more sense. And so I think maybe somebody who's a, more aware of that kind of stuff, not saying you're not, I'm just saying that maybe somebody who is really knows a lot about that. But stuff I loved Percy catch. Jackson in high school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know nothing about Percy Jackson. All that's, a lo- that's a little bit after your time, not to <laughs> call you out. <laughs> After your time, old timer, go back to watching your 1987 Dire Straits on MTV. All right, like money for nothing, right? Chicks for free. You grab your cane um, and uh, get your feet out of your <laughs> massage tub. <laughs> get the fuck off my lawn, Noah. Um, so okay. overall, do you guys think that? Um, do you guys think that Scream is a? It's obviously not really scary. I, there's. There's nothing in that movie that's even slightly scary. Immediately after it came out, Ghostface was a meme. They made scary movie. What up? What up? What up? Right? Like, it's, there's nothing scary about it. But do you think that, in hindsight, do you think that it's deserving of the legacy that it has today? Because it's obviously one of the most famous horror movies out there. But that could, that could also be just because of Wes Craven. I mean, yeah. Wes Craven's a legend, you know? Um, what do you guys think? Do you think it stands on its own? Like, if you didn't know it was a Wes Craven movie, would you find it as good as it is? Or if it had a no-name cast and wasn't made by Wes Craven, would hmm. it be as good? What do you think? I I didn't know it was Wes Craven when I first watched it, to be honest. I had no idea until a while back that it was Wes Craven. And um, I still liked it the first time, you know? I thought it was a little cheesy, but I liked it the first time. But I think I appreciated it a little bit more the second time, knowing that it was Wes Craven and knowing that, like, you know, it's kind of just goofing on the things that he did. But in, like, a way, like, he's having fun with it. You know, it's not – he doesn't take it too seriously. Um, I, I definitely think it stands on its own. I think it's one of the better horror films, quote-unquote, of the of that era because, you know, there wasn't – it was one of the first of its kind to take itself not very seriously. And um, I don't, I don't, I would disagree. I think if they had uh, a no-name cast, I don't think it would have worked out so well. Um, mm-hmm. 
I just, I can't see it. And if it wasn't made by Wes Craven, I don't know if it would have worked out so well. I think having that, like, that backlog and being able to just kind of goof on yourself, it's yeah. like, you have a lot of respect for that, you know? And it just stands alone as a good movie, just the way it was made and the people who were in it, they all did a great job. And it was a honestly a pretty well-written movie. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it holds holds the, its title per, uh, justly. Mm-hmm. I too also Nick? think that it stands um, on its own because I have, you know, as I say, this whole section like right here is all horror movies. Um, some of them are really good, some of them are really bad. And I've same thing with The Ring. I've had this movie for a very long time. Um, watched it before I probably should have. I that's my story of my life is I watch movies before I'm supposed to. Because <laughs> um, there's a great store in Chattanooga where I was born where you can go buy rated R movies and they will not ID you. <laughs> uh, use secondhand. So I have like the ring and i bought this movie around the same time same store um so i've been watching it for a very long time as well and i think i had known it was wes craven i knew the name wes craven when i was a kid watching this movie but like i had told you like when we did the last episode on nightmare on Elm street i had never seen uh a wes craven movie so i didn't have the appreciation like i do now i i think that i think that um it does give me um Something else, like I can be like, ooh, it's it's it is Wes Craven movie, and there's so many references and nods, but I do like how it stands out, and I think it is the better of the parody movies because I've never seen Scary Movie, and I don't plan on watching Scary Movie. Sarah loves Scary Movie, and I'm like, I hate parody movies uh, in general. It's worth watching, dude. The first one's worth watching. The first one I've heard is sure. pretty alright, but then like, uh, I think Scary Movie Four is one that everyone keeps like referencing, and I think I've actually seen it, but I don't like it. Um, it's sequelitis, <laughs> man. I mean, yeah, they just did the same thing, exact the exact thing that happened to Wes Craven's movies. I think mm. I just love how um, it does stand on its own, and you can see the craftsmanship. Uh, I think it also stands as watching Wes Craven uh, evolve and adapt with the times, because you know he was born a very long time ago. He was born like 1930 something, wasn't he? 1940s. He was really he's really old. Um, right. Yeah. And so watching him adapt and change with the times with his cinematography change because the Nightmare on Elm Street, it's pretty cool. They have pretty cool effects, but the camera movements in Scream were like a step above. They have that one where it starts off in a crane and then they come down to the cameraman walking in with them. And I was like, man, that's pretty good. Um, so I think it's like an om- – it's like – I don't know. You guys don't really play video games. It's like – um this is for all the nerds out there so it's i would say the scream is like halo reach uh and i would say that combat evolved is like uh Nightmare on elm street it kind of pays homage to the first one and it kind of builds up with everything that had come before it uh and pays homage to it i don't think it has to be the best that it has to be but it's like taking all those things that you've done before and bringing it in so i like that a lot to piggyback just really briefly off of what you said about parodies, one of the good things about Scream is it's not a parody of any specific mm. film. It stands on its the own. Genre. These killers are new. You know, Ghostface is a new character. Like, these are all new characters. It's not like, this is a nightmare on on Bob Street. You know, that, that's <laughs> not a thing. It's it's Or Fur Street. That makes more sense because it's a plant or it's a tree. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, man, it's like, it it's it it stands on its own just as a as a horror movie and so i think that's you know uh, yeah it's not a parody because 
parody movies are, I don't know, man. They're just, they, they're weird. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I agree with Nick. I don't vibe with them. I don't think I've ever seen a parody movie and I don't really plan to. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, there's so many good ones. Epic though. Movie. For a while they were releasing really good ones. <laughs> Scary movie was great. Not another teen movie. Oh wait, that one was, was uh, I love it. But that, that stands on its own though. Cause it's like its own story. Correct. I think, I think yeah. what well, we're I mean, talking about. They all about, have their own story. Think, they're not. So I think why that one works is because Scream is making fun of a genre and not specific characters and movies. Same thing with not another teen movie. That's making fun of the 80s movies uh, that were all coming out around the time. I think with like uh, the Hunger Games parody, it's specifically targeting the Hunger Games. Epic movies specifically targeted like um, Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Scary movies specifically targeted specific movies and it's like well it's not as good as the actual movie so i think whenever you go for a genre like scream or not in a team movie i think it turns out pretty well yeah i would agree so uh true story i my grandma rented not another teen movie for me when i was young and she was like hey you want to watch together and i was like cool because i had no idea what i was in for <laughs> and the part where the girl walks out and she's got her boobies out because it's making fun of shannon elizabeth and uh and american pie and so she's got her boobies out and the like animated bird comes and lands on it i just like look at my grandma and she looks at me and i'm just like i want to die right now <laughs> like this is like the most embarrassing thing in the history of embarrassment she's like don't tell the um, parents she I was cool this. though yeah Hey, I, I paid I paid my grandma back, though, and I'll tell you why. She never said a word about it. We watched oh, yeah. the movie, yeah. and we went on with our cool day. Grandma. She never said a word. Later on, my nana, who is uh, she's still around, still hanging out, still being awesome, she had a problem with her Kindle. And uh, and she, so she she breaks out the Kindle, and she's like, hey, Devin, can you take a look at it? Of course, you know, because I'm tech nerd. And I pull it out, and there's like, seriously, it's loaded with like 300 romance books. Uh. And you know what I say to her? I say nothing. I fix that Kindle, and I say nothing. All right? Like, to nobody. Not to her, nobody. Until this podcast. Except okay? the entire you know what? Oh, my God. Well, now, yeah. Well, no, she's, I mean, you know. As, I hope, we know you have a Nora I'm Roberts you know connection. I mean? like, <laughs> collection. Nana. We know. <laughs> you know, some B.C. Andrews up in this house. Okay? Danielle Steele. By the way, I... When I was a kid, check this, I was like 10 years old. My parents <laughs> got me a ton of books because I'm a reader, if you can't tell by my bookshelf here and by the fact that I have a million books on my iPad. And uh, they got me books, but the thing is, I was reading so fast, they couldn't keep up. And so I started cracking into my parents' books. <laughs> and so I was reading V.C. Andrews and Daniel Still, Daniel Still at like 10 years old because like I, my parents just couldn't keep up with the books. And um, like back then, you couldn't download them digitally, so like you just had to, you had to have the money for them, and it sucked. Um, but now you can just download it digitally. What about libraries, Gently my use guy? Copies if you need to. Huh? Go to the library. <laughs> Got to rent uh, some I, books. Actually, at that time period, I lived in Germany, so it was really hard to get to like an American library. Oh, gotcha. Was not aware of that. Mm. Yeah, my dad used to send me boxes of books from Bosnia. Um, not Bosnian books, but soldiers, like people send soldiers care packages. And so he would just get boxes of them, send them. It would take me like two weeks to go through all of them. Dang. And, um, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm still like that. I'm reading like three different books. I right wish now. I anyway, was a that big doesn't matter. Reader. I have so many books that I have not read. I have probably like hundreds read. of dollars worth of books. I have so many that's, books that I that's want why to I, read. That's why I bought this Mothman book physically. Cause I've been wanting to get back into reading for a while. Because I liked reading in high school, but I really just kind of st stopped at some point and started playing games and watching and 
enjoying other forms of entertainment. And uh, that's why I want to read about Mothman because it's something that's yeah. interesting to me. And I got I to do it for the show anyway, so it might as well just force me to, to power yeah. through a book. So, Dude, it's if you find the right book, like the thing is, is like right now I'm reading um, African Samurai, which is about uh, it's about this African dude who went to Japan. It's a true story. It actually happened. Um, and he became the uh, like the samurai for one of the shoguns. Hmm. And it's just so cool. Like I'm blazing through it because it's just so cool. Like you gotta, like you gotta find the right books, and it's I not mean, always something that anybody I, else thinks. I, For example, I, as a, as a, like House of Leaves. House of Leaves is right there on my bookshelf, and the reason is because when I was reading a lot of horror, people told me read House of Leaves, read House of Leaves. I think it's the most boring book I ever read. <laughs> I've never gotten past twenty pages of it. It's just, it just depends. Okay, so with that said, um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think The Scream is an amazing movie. I think The Legacy stands up. I agree with everything that you guys said. Very succinct analysis of the situation. But now, I think it might be about time to close this guy up. Try to keep it around an hour. Try to respect our listeners and viewers' time. Um, with that said, uh, Noah, you got any shout-outs? Anything you want to say? Um, I'm starting to make videos a little bit again. Uh, I mean... YouTube.com slash Noah C. Fisher. Um, uh, I do want to change that in the future, but that's the URL right now. So, yeah, just the channel NCF. It's I'm starting to put some stuff out. I've got some ideas. So if you want to check that out, then feel free. Um, other than that, that's that's my only shout-out. I'll also link that in the show notes for everybody. Thanks, man. What you got for us, Nick? So I, I have dedicated all my time to this now, uh, to Macabre Masters. I don't really do anything on any other channels right now, um, just because Lorecast kind of is focused on one thing, and I can't get anyone else to really come on it because it's really hard to make episodes on. So I've been really enjoying the time that we've been spending here, and we've been religiously every week actually recording. I think that was part of the problem with Lorecast. So um, getting to talk about stuff that I really like and sprinkling in other facts more than just the lore, I absolutely love it. Um, I've been super grateful for everyone who's already listened so far. Um, at the time of this recording, we haven't uploaded or released yet, but that'll change here in a few days. But I'm super thankful for the people who retroactively already listened to those episodes and have been giving us such wonderful feedback or criticism because it is the internet. <laughs> um, and shout out to my cat right here, Ivy, who's making kitty biscuits on the... Aw, <laughs> kitty biscuits. Hi, Ivy. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, that's though. A... Real quick. Two days from the upload of this should be Halloween because we're doing Ooh. Friday, right? Yes, every Friday. Yep. Yep. We are. Then two days is Halloween. So I guess happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should start <laughs> thinking ahead. Maybe we should start thinking ahead. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah. But I mean, that should say something because uh, we're, uh, we're, we're going so far ahead on our recordings. Um, yeah. That was but my that's idea. That's good. So happy Halloween. <laughs> Um, and then also I'll do a plug too. Um, this, the purpose of this isn't really for plugging my stuff, but I do, I'll do it anyway. Um, so, uh, for a cold apparel. Um, I actually have a clothing line called Pope. Go check it out. And then also, um, Beetlecast is, uh, the podcast that I do with Ghostbody. Um, which is wonderful. It's a lot more scattered than this. This is, um, this is very planned out, but. <laughs> Me and Ghost just get on there and talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So it's fun. So 
Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being amazing and awesome. Make sure to stop by Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. It mm-hmm. really helps with mm-hmm. visibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe and all that other stuff that you know helps because it just helps. And guess what? The more people listen, the more content we can make, mm-hmm. the more quality we can bring to it. Um, and you know, obviously, that's a good thing. We want to bring the most high-quality content possible. Look forward to the early November episode, which is going to be, of course, Mothman. And other than that, uh, from me and my homies at Macabre Masters, I hope you all have a wonderful, beautiful day. And also, as Noah would say, everybody be nice to each other. Be nice to everybody. Of course. Be nice to what <laughs> yeah, exactly. Peace and love. You know, just everyone be be nice to each other. It's, it's what everyone it's what nice. you deserve. <laughs> Don't be an ass. That's that's mine. No, don't, don't be an, be an ass. ass. Don't be an ass. <laughs> don't exactly. be a dick. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> come on, 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 <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, nice. I'm, I'm stopping recording. I'm still recording. Oh, I was. I oh, was yeah. too. I gotta, I gotta uh, stop yeah, recording. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it. I have a good okay. point. All right, let's do it. All right. Hello. This is Payman, a demon. I'm being held here against my will because the boys at Macabre Master want you to know that you should go to Apple Podcasts and leave them a five-star review, and you should check out their YouTube. Not only that, but you should check out Lorecast, that's Lore-Cast, and you should check out Beetlecast. If you don't do it, not only will they kill kittens, but they'll also summon me every single day. And these guys are fucking annoying. So please, go leave the review, Go follow the YouTube and let me finally be free. Guys, please, let me go. I've got other stuff to do. I'm a fucking king. Dude, you forgot to tell him about Noah's channel at Noah C. Fisher on YouTube. Were you even paying attention when we briefed you? Get the fuck out. We'll summon you tomorrow. <laughs>